Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge the red button, right? and use his friends Please be on the show. to change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Tony Grabmeyer, water polo master, former radio disc jockey, adult superstar, and now the host of Tony G Show slash Entrepreneur Unplugged slash stories that will make you feel good about where you are. And Tony, Inc. 500 company. Well, just about Inc. 526. 588. No, one, no one's counting. No one's counting. No one's paying attention to that number. Uh, ship offers. You know, one of my close, close friends, someone I talk to every day, and we thought we'd get you in on the conversations. Tony, thanks for taking the time to do this recording with me. Hey, thanks for having me. It's anytime I get to chat with you about life and marketing, I'm excited. I know there's some good stuff to come from it. Yes. You have lots of stories. We talked about it the other day. I mean, you have so many stories that you don't share with people because I think at this point, they've just become old news to you and you're just always looking forward. Tell me about that. So ship offers. I mean, it's you fulfill vitamins, right? Or is it more than that? I think that like if you just look at the company, you're like ship offers is a fulfillment company that offers supplements to marketers who then in turn go and sell them and ship them to their customers. We handle all the logistics and then we send you an invoice at the end of the week. That's like on paper, I think what most people understand about ship offers. However, I don't think a lot of people understand what on demand or pay as you go looks like. And then all of the strategic coaching and partnerships that we can intro you into. And I think there's so much more that people don't know. And it's part of our storytelling process. We do it for a specific reason. We don't want everybody to work with us and we don't want to work with everybody. We want to work with the right marketer or the right client. And a lot of this is just laziness on our behalf where when we started in 01, we took off really, really quick and it's been a snowball effect. And it's almost like we can't keep up with the amount of snow that's coming our way. I mean, we got our shovels and we're, we're trying to put all these things into systems. We've tried this system and that system. And you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing that beats a big old piece of paper and a pen and a cell phone. You can make a lot of money just with those three pieces right there. What was the point though? We've talked about this before. Shipoffer's doing well. You were doing well, but there's a point where it started to grow. What was that change in your business where it really just turned straight up? I want to say it was 2012. I went with a couple buddies and one of my good friends actually got me from behind the desk. I had been a hermit for probably 11 years in the company. Not that I wasn't going to events and shows, 
I just wasn't sticking my hand out and saying hi. I was just kind of taking the snow that had come onto my you know, driveway and I was good at shuffling it, but I wasn't working on creating more. And so I went to a show at Traffic and Conversions in San Francisco and I literally sat in literally probably the back of the room and Perry Dice, they were talking to William Shatner and William Shatner was on stage and I've come to find out Vinny was there accepting an award earlier in the day, one of our mutual friends. So I was like, cool. Like, I don't even remember it because I lost everything up until the moment when I was zeroed in on William Shatner. I see this 80 year old, someone like guy who's had an incredible movie career, Priceline, just doing amazing things. And he's talking about wine in a brown bag. Like that's all I zeroed in on. And I'm like, this guy is crazy enough to stand in front of an audience and just say like, yeah, I just decided to put a bottle of wine in a bag. And I just want to go around and share it with some of my friends and then talk about like the wine and see if they can figure out what kind of wine it is. Like literally just have a conversation. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so I'm like, if that old guy can make money with that idea, why am I not making a lot of money with the idea that we've been doing and helping, you know, marketers and entrepreneurs for 11 years, we were kind of in a stall. We were in a stall. Uh, we were in California, had moved to Colorado, and we literally were sucking air. I mean, we weren't making money as I think part of the recession and part of like we got stale, the mindset got weak. And I walked out of that. I turned to my buddy, Kevin Cohen, and I said, hey, I have this domain that my business partner, Gil, picked up called Ship Offers. What do you think of that name? He goes, yeah, I love it. And the other guy, Chad's like, oh, I love it. And Will's like, dude, that's cool. That is the only thing that we changed in our entire business was our name. But then the lie came and I realized they changed everything. I re-bought in to our company. I believe we changed our mission statement, kind of like the overall balance of who does what, how we're going to do it, like what is our true vision. We actually designed like this flow for our company. We then created values. And so I thought at first for a long period of time, I just changed the name, but I changed everything. And then I adapted to what was working and not working. And we trimmed the fat a little bit and got really driven and mission focused on opening our Rolodex and helping people and stop selling and started sharing how we could help people because that's been my mantra all my life. Like, I just want to meet up with people, figure out what they need help with and then give it to them. And people go, you're giving away a lot of money. And I'm like, that's where I think I was wrong doing it for so long. I was trying to sell you and convince you we're better. We're not any better. We just do things different. And that was like the obvious aha moment for me is that there's tons of on-demand companies out there. There's tons of people that do on-demand white label supplements, send you a bill at the end of the week. Now, I will say we were first to launch kind of this idea, but it'd been done in the 70s, 80s and 90s and other niches. It just wasn't done online. And so I've learned a lot, man. I've grown up a lot in the face of changing a name, changing a simple name. Did you change who you were targeting and who you worked with? Yeah, that's another thing. So we were really focused and driven on eBayers. So drop shippers, onesies and twosies, people that, you know, they would come to me and like next week they'd you know want to carry 50 of our products. We got away from those marketers. Like people who aren't really driven and focused like on testing one or two things today and figuring out what works and then making a couple adjustments and adding a new product or two. If you come to me and you're like, well, I want to sell on eBay or Amazon. I know you have 60 products in your catalog. I know you're doing pet survival. I know you got all these things. We want to carry it all. I'm like, no, I don't want to work with you. I really want to work with a marketer who's really focused on knowing his numbers, understanding like what his return rate looks like. What does the package look like that it's going out? Like what's the offer that he's delivering to his customer? That's the stuff that we really worked on. So we got away from the onesies and twosies. We changed our wholesale buy to, it used to be like 25 items mix and match. And then it went to 50, then it went to 75, then it went to 200. Now it's a 250. And I think we're moving to 500 or a thousand where we'll touch a minimum order. And it's because you're really looking for the right partner. 
you're not looking for everybody. Yeah. So I heard a few things there that I think are ultra critical. I want to remind people that you don't just take orders, right? Tell me about, because I want to come back to that, but your level of knowledge is so high up because you talk to everyone, right? You know everyone's business. You don't just go, okay, here's an order form, come back. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the problems for a lot of fulfillment and companies that are out there, they want the money. They're like, hey, give me your money, give me your money, and I'll fulfill your orders. That's great. Peace out. Never talk to you again and send you a bill once or twice a month, whatever that looks like. I don't want to be like that because I wouldn't want to work with somebody like that. I want somebody, and I'll say it in my sales calls, I say, here's the deal. I'm going to give you everything I got, and you can make a decision at the end if it's good for you or not. I don't need your business. I would like your business. Don't need it but I would like it. And yes, I have 20 years experience in the supplement industry. Yes, I've sold stuff personally online. Yes, I've fulfilled stuff personally online. Yes, I've worked with copywriters, marketers. I know the industry well. Do I know everything about supplements? No. There is so many things, but I do know all the right people to put you in touch to, to figure out if you can go to clinicals on it, uh, where it's manufactured, the processes that you need, what does it look like for a free sale certificate? What does it look like for a C of A? Why you should carry this? Do you need to carry liability insurance? What are the terms that you should look for when placing an order with the lab? Like these are the things that I'll tell you even if you never do work with us because I want you to be educated so that you least know, hey, I'm making the right move here. The company, if I do go with ship offers, know that they have my back. They understand the industry. So I got a, like a consultant as well. I've got a guy with 20 years of experience. This company's been around for 15. So You've got all of that experience and knowledge at your fingertips. And then anything that you can think of, anything from A to Z, anything that you can think of, product, if it's like a box that you need, if it's an insert that you're looking for, if it's a script that somebody's used in the past that maybe I could intro you to the person who wrote it. Like those are kinds of things that we talk about. Wow. So you want to just talk about supplements? I'm probably not your guy. But if you want to talk about how to make money with supplements, come talk to me. Wow. And so – you said going deep and not those words, but essentially like going deep with the, like what someone does with a single one or two products. I think that's an important thing for all businesses, whether you're going into supplements or whatever you're doing is like really pay attention to that, especially now in the digital era. What are some of the hallmarks that you're listening for? Or what are some of the things that you say to someone that's trying to go to do 20, 30 SKUs? All right. So number one, I always ask this question. So what kind of budget are you operating from? This isn't for me to try to figure out how much I can get out of you. I just want to know what you're thinking about in the back of your mind. Well, you got, I got $10,000. All right, cool. Well, $9,999 needs to go into marketing. <laughs> you don't need any money with me. You don't need any upfront money at all to get started. You just need to be able to generate 25 orders a day. So I'm like marketing, marketing, marketing. What's your platform? Who wrote your copy? Have you split test any of this? Have you split test the split test? Have you figured out like, can you even sell one to a friend or a family? Like, would they read your copy and want to be your customer? Like, have you ever sold anything on eBay? Have you ever tried selling anything on Amazon? These are like the basic, basic one-on-one questions I want to know before people come to me. Oh, no, no. I've sold a lot of digital products before. Like, awesome. Digital products. That's incredible. Good luck. You have to learn how to make the transition to physical products because there's now a connection point that's a little bit different. There's going to be more customer service involved because there's going to be delays with shipping that are out of my control. If you're trying to ship like the holidays, worst time to like start a business. Don't try to start a business around the holidays only because you got to be in it by like September to really understand the market, have your feet and be running down the road. 
because the holidays can ruin your business. You can literally try to launch. Post office is, you know, a good place to start, but, you know, they start losing your packages. There's delays, customer service headaches, and now you're trying to figure out refund rates and you don't know it. Your merchant accounts are, why are you getting all these complaints and chargebacks and everybody wants this? There is a lot of stuff that you don't know you don't know until you get on the phone and start asking questions. And so we invite customers to get into the asking questions. Take a little piece of paper and say, what do you think are the five biggest things that could kill my business? Hmm. And then start asking companies, like, how do you deal with this? What is your recommendation? Do you have any people I could talk to? Can I talk to any of your customers? Who sells your product? And I'm like, here's the deal. Everybody sells our products. Some of the biggest names in the world sell our products, but they're all white labeled. I won't tell you who my customers are, but on a phone call, I'll help you to figure out how to find out our customers. I won't tell you because you got to do the research, but I'll help you because it's not hard. And a lot of people don't understand that they can take a look at the supplemental facts, take a couple of ingredients, find the name and Google it. You're going to start seeing all the people, all the similar companies selling the same stuff. Then you go, are they manufacturers? Are they buyers? Where did this stuff come from? And then you can start doing, you can Google the return address. You Google somebody's return address, you're going to learn a lot about the companies they work for. You don't even have to ask. So you do, you have to become almost a private investigator when you get started in a business. Because you got to remember, I'm not going to say everything off the top. Like, is Verizon going to give you your money back because they've been overcharging you for the last six months and you saw a commercial and you're like, hey, they're charging a lot less now. No. But you got to be open to constantly working with companies to get better. And, and I think it's my job is to help educate a customer with everything they need to know, even if they choose not to go with us. I, I, I just, I think it's my part. And so the sales team that I empower every single day to help customers, it's their job too. It's their job to say, look, let me, let me hear your story. And then I listen for blind spots. I listen for blind spots. I listen for like, hey, I got $60,000 into the investment, you know, into buying supplements. This is awesome. And, you know, six weeks, my product's going to come. What do you sell? I'm like, Garcinia. I'm like, oh gosh, you got suckered. 60,000. It's cool that you got a new product, but why'd you buy it? You never heard of ship offers? Okay, now that you're here, we got to get that product into our warehouse. All right. Do you want me to try to unload some of this stuff? Is it labeled yet? Let me figure it out. I can make some introductions and maybe help get some cap capital for you because they're like, I spent all my money on a product. And that's what happens in this world too, is a lot of people spend all their money trying to create something instead of getting into testing first. Test, test, test. Take any product. You don't even have to manufacture it and just try to sell it. Just try to sell it. If you can sell it, man. Then, then if you can sell it again and again and again, that's when you start saying to yourself, ah, maybe I've got something here. Now let me figure out what company I want to connect with to help me scale this. You hit on a good point there too. Just because you make something good or you do something great doesn't mean you're going to sell a lot of it. Even if it's the best product in the world, if you don't know how to sell it, it's not going to help you. And I see that all the time in businesses where they say, I don't market. I'm just really good at what I do. I'm like, well, you get some referrals. There's no one gets business without marketing. And getting better, marginally better, isn't going to get you more business. It might make you better at your job. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that you have to look out for when you start a supplement business or you sell anything is you got to be afraid of your chargeback rate. So then that goes to how's your customer service look? You know, you have a trouble ticket system. Are you getting to them every couple of days? How's your return address? Is it easy for people to send you back stuff? Do you, do you have a, an RMA that's in play so that you cause a little bit more confusion in the marketplace and you cause the consumer to actually jump through more hoops to get the product back? There's just a lot of things. I tell everybody, if this works for you, great. If this doesn't, don't worry about it. The idea is, is go buy five things off of eBay. If you're thinking about getting into the industry and you want to start selling something. Go buy five or 10 things off of eBay. I don't care what they are. Give yourself a set budget of, you know, 500 bucks. Go buy some stuff off of eBay. Now go open an eBay account 
after you receive all of those five to 10 packages. Look at how they were packaged. Look at the marketing material that maybe one company put in that the other company didn't put in. So you start getting some just basic ideas of like what looks good to you and what doesn't look good. Did they follow up with a, a survey, a customer service question? Did they call you? Did they learn anything about you? Did they try to resell you and then take what you think looks good and turn it around and then go try to put it and implementate onto eBay and try to sell products and see what kind of success you have. Then package up the way you think that you want to package, create the nice letter and send it back to those customers. You got to learn from others, right? Very few people have a modern idea these days and just like, oh, I'm going to go do this. Like they've learned because they saw something in the market and they go, I want to make it better. So this is a cheap and easy way to get into the business before you even contact me to see if you even want to deal with the headaches that are going to come with it, all the customer BS that you're going to deal with. And yeah, it's it's easy, but most people don't do that kind of work. Most people just go, oh, I got $5,000. I want to go buy a product and sell it. Can you help me? I'm like, no, because <laughs> you don't want to help yourself. You just, you have an idea. You're hell bent on making this idea become your reality. And I, I'm telling people people all the time. You're in fantasy land. You got to move it to a possibility. And that possibility is right now you need to do some more research. If you come back to me with the research in hand and you tell me, hey, Tony, I took your little eBay exercise. I did it. Here's what I found out. I'm like, cool, let's figure out how to make selling supplements your reality. That's it. Love it. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I stopped you or something. You, no. you had a long pause. No, I was just thinking about it because it's it's such a good... I've never heard you say that before. And we talk a lot. And I think that's a fantastic way for someone to test, no matter how big their audience is, test if the supplements, if they can sell some supplements. And see what supplements are working because people always ask me, what's your top three sellers? And I'm like, doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it does. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You're using a reference point for what my customers are selling. What are you passionate about? That's the question that I really care about. What are you passionate about? So I have skincare, pet care, survival. If you're looking for you know, just general health supplements, I have a big concern this day and age about Parkinson's, my... my uh, my father-in-law has Parkinson's. I lost my dad to Alzheimer's, so I'm in the cognitive flow and function. So, like, I'm big into brain supplements. I don't tell I don't tell everybody to go out and start selling brain supplements. Brain supplements are probably one of our top five sellers. However, maybe you got some cholesterol issues in your life or your family. Maybe you become a walking testimonial, and then that's how you build your brand and your business. Like, maybe find something that makes you passionate instead of just trying to get rich. Because making money is one thing, man. Following your passion and your dream and, and what you're inspired by is completely something else. And that's where I actually love spending more of my time. I love working with people who want to be here in 15 years, not people who want to be here tomorrow and then gone maybe in 30, 60, 90 days. And they're constantly flitting to the next this and that because that just means more work for the back end here. So I want to get people who are want to be involved in a, in a mission. They want to start selling products. They definitely like making money and they're hungry enough to put in the work to figure out what's going to work. That's where I love spending my time. That's where you know I get more jazzed up as we talk because this is my life. My life for 20 years has been supplements, supplements, supplements. And then what it really is, is listening to 20 years of people try to BS me into believing what they believe. And I just want to tell you, I'm like, I got 20 years of hearing this 300 and probably 55 days a year. You're wrong, but I'll let you explain it because I want you to understand. I want to give you a gift today and you don't have to work with me. I mean, do you understand? I've said that four times in this podcast already. You don't have to work with me. You just have to get educated. So what teacher are you listening to today? You know, are you buying into the gurus out there who, who are trying to tell you like, go start a supplement business? It is not easy. I started in 2001 here in 1996 over there, the last company I was at. So when you get that, it's probably a lot harder to start a supplement business today with regulations. Mm -hmm. Amazon kicks a lot of people off. You, you have one ingredient in it. Like, okay, now I have to tell you, oh, you're selling this on Amazon. We, 
we got to do this, 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 and this. You got to go through a series of questions and surveys and backgrounds. I mean, it, it is a lot of work today. So not to scare people, but to simply share with people that uh, before you get really excited, let's do some homework together. And I'm happy to put something together, even though I don't have it right now, but I'm happy to give you some homework when we get on a phone call. That's awesome. Started to talk about mission there. And you have a podcast which is now Entrepreneur Unplugged, which may be Tony G show soon again. <laughs> I know it's your mission to help entrepreneurs outside of ship offers, which I think is great. It's the next stage. And a lot of entrepreneurs get into business with the mistake of solely being focused on the mission in the beginning. And you've made money and now you're mission-based and you started the podcast. What have you learned from the podcast? And if you had to do the podcast all over again, how would you change it? Great question. I'm going to answer this in two parts. I'm working so two on questions. Kind of no, I'm going to answer the first one wait, this way. So I'm going to be honest with your audience because I feel that's the only way to live life with your integrity and being your word. So um, in my 20s, I made millions of dollars selling supplements. And in my early 30s, I lost millions getting into drug and alcohol and uh, was very suicidal, attempted suicide, got a knock on the door and saved my life. That's a short story. And so I had somebody tell me this once and it stuck with me forever. Your life has meaning and purpose, but what you're doing right now doesn't. And that has always stuck with me because I'm like, what's he talking about? How does he know my life doesn't have meaning and purpose? And then I kind of awoken during kind of my clear, clear moment, which is when I got sober and off of drugs, that I had a lot to offer the world. I literally had built a great business. Two of my childhood friends have been on this journey with us, and uh, it's been incredible. But what does that really, really mean? And then you had said it in our kind of the intro that I was in radio. So I had spent a good part of probably nine or 10 uh, years as a radio broadcaster. And that's where I ended up meeting my wife, getting married, had our first son. And I took my headphones and mic and, and I turned them away, you know, like I hung them all up. And I started listening to podcasts probably around 2009, 2010 don't really know. I just saw that was a feature. And I said, this is great. These are cool. I mean, if anybody can just start a show, well, why can't I? And so into 2014, I had started talking to a fellow customer who I'm really good friends with. And we had said, hey, how would you like to do a podcast? He's like, that'd be great. So we kicked it around for a little bit and it didn't go anywhere. And it was my fault, not his. And then 2015, March, April, I had this idea. I'm like, I want to launch a podcast. And so came August, I procrastinated and I finally said, I'm going to spit it out to the world. I want to launch a podcast. And, you know, people would say, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm like life. I think life is the most important thing we don't talk about. We, we always talk about how to make more money and this and that. And I'm like, okay, I'm sober. I'm clear headed today, I think. And I have a lot to share and offer with the world. I said, I'm going to just take my two passions. I love, I love helping people and I love helping people. I'm helping people with ship offers and helping people with life. And I said, I'm just going to put this together. I did call it the Tony G Show and then quickly change it to the Entrepreneur Unplugged. And now I'm switching it back to the Tony G Show because I don't want to talk to just entrepreneurs. I think I want to talk to just people in general and to realize that your past doesn't equal your future and where you're going can change in a moment once you make a little pivot and you ask, you actually have to get honest with yourself. Are you doing right now what you love to do? Or are you doing what somebody told you you should be doing? And once you kind of make that kind of realization, you're like, huh, I'm doing something that my parents wanted me to do. Or, you know, somebody told me along the way, like, you should go do this. That's where I really got passionate about changing the tone of my podcast. I want to talk to people about real conversations. I want to learn your past. I want to understand where you're at and where you want to go and then create a bridge for you to actually walk there. Because I said it earlier, I said fantasy, right? It's all the stuff that's in my head. I speak it, that becomes possibility. And then there's reality. And then there's the gap in between the reality and the possibility, right? And a lot of people get stuck around their possibility. 
They don't know how to get to the reality is, you know, I want to get clean. A lot of people go, well, I want to talk about it. Like, I think I need to. I should. You know, I've had six DUIs. I, I met one cat one time. He's had 12 DUIs. What? Six of them were on a bike. I mean, so what happens is, is we get stuck in our head. Now, here's the crazy thing. I'm talking to entrepreneurs. People go, well, this doesn't apply to me. I'm like, well, here's the deal. Everybody has an addiction of some sort. You either go to the gym too long every single day. You um, read a book and, you, you know, your family's always complaining because you're always playing video games. And, oh, OK, like you have this stuff where you come to work and you lose time and you forget what time it is. And your wife's constantly calling you and saying, get home, get home. And you're like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. How did that happen? If you really begin to look at it, we all have addictive personalities. A lot of people have used them for good. I spent a long time just abusing things that des destroyed literally every area of my life. And I had to work really, really hard at it even today to make a lot of phone calls. That's why Ian and I talk all the time. And so the first part of it is my mission today is to help people see their blind spots. That's what my true mission in life is, is, is to, to say like, look, I've been there. I had people point out my blind spots to me. Here's what I've learned. I want to share with you. If it's, if it's applicable, great. If not, great. Um, take it with a grain of salt and say, hey, maybe one day you'll need to go back to, you know, episode 60 on the Tony G show with Sean Stevenson and learn how to deal with insecurity. Or you'll need to learn how to get the perfect pitch out to the world and you don't know how to do it. I podcast for me. I don't podcast for anybody else on planet Earth. I podcast for me. It is, it is a, an amazing way to reference specific things in my life that I go, oh, you know what? Remember in New Hope when you know Princess Leia gave that to R2-D2? I know that scene like you can't believe. I, I have to remind myself the guests that I bring are giving me 30 to an hour of their time and they're bringing me their best stuff. And they were on my show for a specific reason. I saw something in their bio or got it in an introduction. And I'm like, that person right there, man, they spoke to me. I want to share that message with my audience. So that's number one is I do my podcast because I, I care enough about the human race and I want to help people. So I changed my mission a couple of days ago. I've made millions, lost millions. Now I want to help millions, but I'm going to do it one person at a time. And I'm going to do it by simply sharing what I'm passionate about. And today my goal is to help one human being understand that it's okay to be okay, not feeling like 100% and know that we can get through this together. And so you've learned your mission through the podcast? Oh my God. My mission is constantly evolving. You talk to Ian 24-7, he's going to constantly challenge you. <laughs> Why are you doing this, Tony? Why did you say that? What is? Tell me about that. Have, have you ever <laughs> asked the people you've helped how, how you've helped them? Have you ever polled your audience to learn like areas of marketing that you could improve upon? I'm like, that's that's why I'm doing this podcast is because I'm working on getting better. I'm not going to the gym shooting the same layup uh, for 59 minutes of my workout. I'm shooting it for 58. And then on that moment, flawless, that last minute of the game. That's what I do. Podcasting to me is an art. It's a science. I do not know how to market the show. So I'll be the first to say, like, I'll be like, you want me on your show? Great. I don't have anything to tell you about marketing, about podcasts, marketing, about supplements. I'll be there all day. So, yeah, I'm working on getting better. I just went back to 1995 status. I literally showed up from Amazon 10 minutes before the podcast today. You won't even believe it if I told you. I ordered yellow index cards and I'm actually going to work on putting some stuff in front of me to read. Even though I have a hard time following direction, that was one thing from radio that always stuck with me is put some things in front of you that just are reference points for you during your show. Like if, if I could show you in the audience, like these are pieces of paper, I'm always writing notes. So that was something I hated being told is what to do in life. I hated my boss. My bosses used to tell me, Tony, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do, you'll do this. And I'm like, I hated that. That drove me, gave me so much anxiety 
and frustration, I hate being told what to do. So guess what? I'm thanking uh, my bosses that I, I worked with all those years ago. Thanks for instilling something that I fought for all of these years that now I'm going to uh, implement into my life. And, and I think it's going to help me on my podcast. That's an interesting point. We talked about this before, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs because they don't like to be told what to do. But at some point to get to the next level, you're going to have to take direction. Just like when, yeah. just like when they come work with you at chip offers, they maybe they made a lot of money doing everything that they've done, but to do supplements right, to sell supplements right, you know the systems. They have to really for us to evolve. At some point, we have to take direction. Yeah, it's hard. I don't, you know, I, I said it the other day on a video that I made and put out to the world. I said, if my wife says to me, "Hey, here's ten things I need you to do by Sunday," and it's Friday afternoon, I'm gonna dread it, even though it came from my wife. But if my wife would simply say, "Hey, Tony, would you mind stopping by the store and picking up lettuce and and maybe some fixings for dinner?" And how how would you feel about uh, cooking dinner tonight? Totally different response, totally different stance and everything. It's all positioning and positioning and marketing, positioning and conversations, what value delivering. And so I've been doing a lot of work about why do I say no? Why am I so hesitant to information that's coming my way that's really given with care and only as a suggestion? It's because I feel like you're trying to change me. That's why I've, I'm hesitant. I feel like you're trying to change me. Now, if I switch the C you know, if I just switch that C word and I say, you're not trying to change me, you just care about me. There is so much like, oh my gosh, there's such an awareness that really is like, all right, so my wife just wants some help and she's asking for it. You talk about it all the time, Tony. You know, asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of greatness. She just asks for help in the way that she feels best comfortable. Like for me, I'm just gonna do it differently. So I'm learning. People care. They're not trying to change me anymore. They're just they, they just care about me and they want to help me. Yes. I should avoid dead time, but I'm absorbing everything you're saying. And uh No, no, no. You should never avoid dead time unless you're on live radio and I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you a funny story. You said I like to tell stories. So it's like 1998. Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places is blaring in the studio. It's five o'clock drive and I'm like 95.3 KRTY. It's now time for Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Crowd goes wild because that's the intro to the live version. And I just get off the mic and I crank it up and I'm just like pounding away and I'm like, just like, I see the needles moving. Everything's awesome. And then I look straight ahead and I see the red line light up. And I'm like, whatever. And I put my headphones down. I'm like, hello. And it's my boss. And she's like, you're not on the radio. You're not live. And I'm like, uh, I gotta go click. And I'm like, I keep rocking out for like the next four or five minutes. All of a sudden the studio door opens up and another guy walks in and he flips the switch from in studio to live. And I was like, <laughs> Oh man, I had like five minutes of dead air, uh, on a, you know, afternoon drive show. You want to talk about when dead air is not good. That's what it isn't good. Dead air. Any other time. I think you just said it. You're processing. There's a lot of knowledge that, you know, we're, we're listening for all day long and we need time to process. We need time to process. We don't give ourselves enough time to process. Mm -mm. We always want more, more, more. Faster, faster, faster. Learn it, learn it, learn it. For some people. Tony, when, uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. You've, you've had a lot of success in your life. You've come back from some incredible failures to turn it up and you've helped a lot of people. And now you're coming out with a program to help others. When is this program launching? So I'm going to do one more beta test in the beginning of 17. It is uh, called destroying excuses for a better term right now. I hate people who make excuses. So I'm smashing excuses every time that I actually get onto a podcast because I say my message isn't good enough. No one really gets value out of what I'm saying. Like these are the, these are the lies that we tell ourselves, right? We have so much to offer. So you're actually one of the current beta testers in the program. So I'm going to flip the script and go from interview E to interviewer. And I'd love to know like, 
give the audience it's better testimony out of your mouth than it is mine. Tell me what you are learning about yourself during this process of destroying excuses. Uh, I will tell you if at the end of this you will give me a date of, of launch for the okay. program. I will do that. <laughs> I, you know, it, it is. You start to notice the excuses that we make for ourselves and for others especially in the things that we really need to get done. And I hear it a lot where people say, hey, I didn't have time. You know, I this video case study course out and people are using it. They're like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm like, well, where's your video case study? Oh, I didn't have time. I'm like, well, it's the most important thing for your business. But I had to do this and this and this. I'm like, well, what are those excuses? You know, we're not prioritizing. And I think a lot of people, as myself included, like to put others first. And while, you know, we should provide value, a lot of the value comes from us putting ourselves out there, like you're talking about. A lot of your value comes from doing it without knowing. It was like the first podcast I talked, it was like not knowing. We don't know where it's going to take us. We don't know what's going to happen until we put it out there. And that's one of those things that I keep having to remind myself. And I tell people that too, is it's not perfect. Get it done. And, you know, and if you're putting something else in the place of the thing that needs to get done, if I'm doing that, then there's something I'm afraid. So what are you afraid of today? What am I afraid of today? Yeah. I'm afraid that I'm not going to get everything done that I want to get done. So has somebody pulled a trigger and held it like close, like they got the trigger and they're just about to pull it like close to your head telling you you have to get it done? Or is this self-pressure that you put on yourself? It's self-pressure that I put on myself. Cool. And so if you don't do it today, what happens? Like really, like in the real, in the, in the whole world, like if you don't do it today, what happens? The worst part is I just, I'm unhappy with myself. Okay. For a lot of this Why stuff. are you unhappy with yourself? Because of I've all the pressure I've put on myself. You know, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, as entrepreneurs, we set goals. And goals we- are worthless. I've realized that. Goals are worthless. And I'll tell you, and I'm going to shock the world because I can't believe I just said this live. <laughs> goals are worthless without planning where you want to go in life. You actually have to spend time saying to yourself, what would you like out of your life? Like truly like getting it like, where do you want to go? Because I woke up today. That's great. I've got my wife and my kids and I got a business and I got employees and and life's fantastic. I'm not anywhere where I want to be. So goals are things that help me to get to where I want to go. But most people have no vision of where they're headed in life. So they're stuck in what I call I'm just for a better lack of words, the entrepreneur roller coaster. They're just going, 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 going. They think that they have to do the next right thing, which is I got to go get a job. I got to get some money. I got to get a, you know, a significant other. I need to have kids. I need to drive a car. I need to get a house. The next thing I know, like I'm 75 and I got to retire. Like I think that you, I think most entrepreneurs and business owners and people in general are, here's another thing. I just, people are living other people's dreams. I I really do. And I, that's why I wanted to ask you because you put so much damn pressure on yourself. I would love to know if you went to your wife and asked her, say, hey, Jess, what do you think I need to complete today for you to be happy with me as a human being? I'll ask her right now. She just got home. Cool. Ask her that. Hi, Jess. Welcome home. I got a quick question. That was amazing timing. (laughs) No, but seriously, start, like, start thinking about like your significant other, the people in your life that you get up and it's your why. Like, why do I get out of bed today? Like I have been asking myself that and pondering that thought for so long. And I've been asking entrepreneurs all the time, why did you get up this morning, Ian? And it isn't because you had work to do. It isn't because you have a wife and you have a kid. It isn't because you have parents. Why did you get out of bed this morning? Like, what is it that you're after in this world? Those are all things that you get to experience along the way. But why did you wake up this morning? That's the question I believe we should be asking ourselves. It's a simple question. 
question, but an important one. So now, when when is this program that's going to help people work through this going to come out? February 1st. February 1st. I'm actually live uh, recording videos this Friday. I'm, con- I'm already committed to that. My programmer is putting together the website. We will hope to have that ready. So it's just destroyingexcuses.com. Um, and I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to offer what I believe is a simple solution for anybody. And uh, it's going to go through one more beta test. We're going to switch a couple uh, things out that I observed during the program. I actually have a facilitator who's going to run it next month for me because that is my true goal is to not be stuck in it, but to be about it. And I want to learn from it. And then out of it will come four meetups a year that entrepreneurs and you know people in general can go to and, and meet their, you know, there's a, there's a really specific feature in there about your accountability partner. And you're actually going to get accountability partners. It's more than one. And there's a specific framework around it. So I just want to share this with you. I appreciate you putting me on the spot. I know you have a book coming out soon. When's that book going to be done, by the way? January 20th. All right, cool. So part of why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I said it about my podcast and I'm going to say it about this work. I think it's really important that we find something that we're so passionate about that we love that we truly just love. And I love helping people today to destroy their excuses and to see their blind spots and to give them framework to help them like do the work themselves. It's 15 to 30 minutes a day of personal work. It's, it's not anything other than personal work. It's not my work. It's just, I think I'm throwing out an assignment that's simple that just gives you some clarity. So you're like, oh my gosh, I overscheduled. Have you ever done your Z through A? Have you ever in your life worked your life backwards? Have you ever spent time in reflection? Like, I know it's not crazy, but 10 minutes a day of reflecting on your previous day backwards, not forwards, backwards. It's important. So you didn't give me an answer. What have you learned personally about yourself so far in the program. I just need to I did so, tell you. No, I didn't hear it. I just wanted to hear it again. What did you personally learn about yourself? And if you haven't, that's fine with me. I I learned that there's a lot of excuses and a lot of things that I push off to the side that I shouldn't push off to the side. So how can this help a normal human being on planet Earth? How can this help? Yep. It can help people. Oh man. I, I think it's it's the focus, right? Focusing on the right stuff. That's cool. what's I mean, that's the key. It's it's the key. Is, no, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. It's asking. it's the absolute key is focusing and then not accepting anything but that focus. Now, what happens when you miss an assignment? How do you feel? That's a it's pressured. I feel it's pressured. Kind of like more pressure in your life, and that's it. And what have I told you around that? There's a slogan at the very top of that group that says, "Yesterday is dust. Today is a must." Like. Stop worrying about what you didn't do yesterday. Like, just let that go and start focusing on what you can do today. Like what you have the ability to do right now. Where do you need to clean up something? Where do you, where do you need to say, like, I literally texted my wife a couple seconds before here and just to tell her like, oh, that's magic right there. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you had video into the world right now that I get to see, there's one cool cat right there. That is Max. That was part of Ian's Y. Yes. And there's the other Y right there, Jess. Yep. The whole family's here. Run so the podcast. I, from I appreciate home. them joining us on our podcast today. Yeah, it was nice of them. Yeah, special guest stars. <laughs> but no, I, I I just want you to know, like you're doing the work that I I find is easy but hard to do. It's not like this is like this isn't anything crazy. This is just spending time on yourself each day and dedicating time to actually look at where you make excuses and then just become aware of it and then actually having some framework on how to do something about it. Yep. And well, I think the biggest excuse we make is that. 
that I don't have time for myself. And if you don't have time to work on yourself, you don't have time to really help others. You don't have the capability to do it. No, and, and you know, I love it. I mean, I appreciate you asking me. And it's just once again, right? You got to have accountability partners in your life. You got to have people who call you out on your excuses because we all have them. I don't care if you're the most successful person in the world. Even our president of the United States, he smoked cigarettes. He was a smoker. I I would love to ask him, like, why do you still smoke? Like, you know all the warning signs that it's bad for you. Why do you still smoke? And I'd love to hear his excuse. (laughs) I just would. I'm just telling you. But it's like, it's just those things. We all have excuses. My trainer asked me, Tony, why'd you eat that cheeseburger yesterday? Um, So here comes the justification. (laughs) I wanted it. I know it's not healthy for me, but I wanted it. And it's just another thing. It's just to call us out on our blind spots. It's just to give us some clarity today. Did you really eat a cheeseburger yesterday? No. <laughs> but, it, but it's the concept, right? It's the concept. It's the concept because I had hesitation in answering the question because he asked me this. He goes, how'd you eat yesterday or today? And I said, I ate like, you know what? And then I justified it by saying like, I'll get back on track. And that's just the, that's the lie I tell myself. I need help getting back on track. Why did I create my podcast for me? Why did I create Destroying Excuses for me? Because if I get passionate about something that I need, I know that there's others in the world that are going to need it too because I've heard it and I've seen it and people are sucking up. They're downloading episodes. They're asking to be in the group. So I know that there's a need for the stuff that I'm passionate about because I don't think I'm unique. I know that the stuff that I've gone through, other people have gone through. I know the stuff that people do on a daily basis is causing them pain and frustration in their life. So why not create something and help people to be able to have access to knowledge and information? That's it. Beautiful stuff. Mr. Tony Grebmeyer, DestroyingExcuses.com, The Tony G Show, Ship Offers, The the Grebmeyer Empire. Mm, strong with the force is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for doing the intro for the show. Can I give you an outro for the show? Yeah, let's do an outro. Hi, it's the Iron Garlic Marketing Show. You've just heard, witnessed, and discovered life-changing tools. It's at your fingertips. Now you have to visit the website to download today's show notes www.iangarlic.com and until next time wherever you go whatever you do make sure you put a little marketing behind you that's it for the garlic marketing show If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 